Hey friends, today we are talking about what to do if your spouse changes. If all of a sudden you look up and you realize this is not the person you knew anymore, things are just different now, or you're kind of wondering, is this the right person? Did I marry the right person? We're going to talk about all of that and what to do in that situation, how to handle changes in a relationship, and particularly with the personality of your beloved. What do you do in that situation? It can be really hard, really challenging, and confusing for a lot of people. So I think it's important to talk about because relationships go through a lot of stages and phases, and I think it's important to address to hopefully help you feel more comfortable, especially after going through some of the tips I'm going to give throughout this episode, helping you feel more comfortable with how to deal with that and feeling like your relationship is basically normal and just like everybody else's. So let's jump in. Okay, so we are talking about what to do if you're beloved has changed you look up and you realize oh my gosh is this the same person that I married did I make a mistake what should I even do what is going on I just hope to put you at ease with this first main point that change is inevitable change is going to happen in any relationship and for any person over time and I just want you to think back think about what kind of person you were at five years old, at 10 years old, at 15, at 20, and as you've progressed through life. And I'm pretty confident that 99.9% of anyone out there knows that they are not the same person they are today that they were 10 years ago. Now, a lot of things, you know, fundamentally, there's, you know, parts of our personality that don't necessarily change, you know, like extroversion or introversion, those types of things, you know, you might grow um, and increase your skills in different areas, but, and you might be able to be more adaptable over time. So there's some things that don't change, but I guess my point is as we learn and as we grow, as we're exposed to more experiences, more things in life, those impact us and those change our perspectives, our views, our stances on things, um, what we're willing to be adaptable to and whatnot. And so change is inevitable. And that means at on the day you get married, you guys are not going to be the same people five years from your wedding day, 10 years from your wedding day, 20, 30, it, because life happens. And so if you are worried or concerned about a change happening in your relationship dynamic, I just first want to say it's inevitable, it's going to happen. And um, don't panic, be not afraid, because this is normal. And next, I want to talk about change being a good thing. Change doesn't necessarily mean it has to be bad. Change can be a good thing. And a lot of positive things can come from change. Um, So we don't have to worry about the worst, you know, for example, if you were planning a move or getting a new job, right? That those are big, significant changes, but there could be new opportunities because of that new job, right? Maybe some in- more finances coming into the household, or if you move to a new city, there's new things to explore and see together and learn, um, and you know, new contacts to be made, and so. Um, sometimes when we think about change, it can be very like 
panicky and like, oh my gosh, we have a tendency to jump to the worst conclusions, but it doesn't have to be that way. So if we're able to shift our thinking a bit and think about change as a good thing or that it can be at times, I think that can help us be calmer in those situations. The other thing I'll say too is what you notice with couples sometimes is someone might try to control or punish uh, their beloved when they're noticing a big change. So maybe you're feeling really threatened by that change and there might be a temptation to say something like, oh my gosh, why are you doing this? This is so weird. This is not like you. Just stop. Just, you know, whatever it is that comes up in those moments where you're like, what are you doing? Why? What in the world? Um, Try to avoid the temptation to immediately jump in anytime you notice a change. Sometimes it's helpful to take a few steps back and reflect before we jump into addressing the change because we might say something we regret or that's not really constructive or helpful and not helpful to getting you to where you want to be, which is ultimately figuring out what to do about this change that you're noticing. So avoid trying to jump on that right away and being passive aggressive about whatever those changes may be. Another thing that I think is really helpful is accepting the fact that you might be seeing your beloved a little bit differently. So if you feel like your beloved has really changed and maybe not for the better, maybe it's a bad change, consider that the possibility that they have always had these traits that were negative, but you, negative for you anyway, that you, but you may not have noticed them in the beginning. And so my husband and I were recently on a retreat for married couples. And, uh, one of the presenters was talking about how, um, you, when you first get married, you sort of see kind of a, a limited picture of that other person. And the more time that you spend together, you begin to see more and more of who they really are. You see more of the reality of that. And so sometimes we think there's a big change. And the reality is that you've just learned something new. You see a new aspect or part of them that you didn't notice before because of the amount of time to really get to know one another more than you already knew each other when you got married. And I would say on top of that, you know, there's those honeymoon phases to relationships. So in the beginning, everything's awesome and exciting and great. And everything, every trait that your beloved has is amazing and a benefit and a positive. And then as time goes on, sometimes that shifts. Some of those traits that you used to be in love with and excited about can become irritating or annoying. And so taking that step back to think that maybe it's your perspective that has changed, or maybe there's something that you didn't give much attention to in the beginning that now is just becoming more apparent because of all of those exciting infatuation honeymoon phase hormones are wearing off and that's okay and that's normal too we just that just means that there's a responsibility on your part to think of how to deal with those frustrations on your own taking a time out taking some deep breaths whatever it is to deal with that annoyance rather than blaming your beloved for it each and every time In addition to that, I think it's important to make room for differences. You're both two different people. And so naturally, there's going to be things that come up that are in conflict. There's going to be tension. Anytime there's more than one person involved, there's eventually going to be a disagreement of some sort. There's going to be a different viewpoint. 
uh, in different personalities. So when that all mixes together, we kind of come up with this recipe for uh, friction, for tension, but also for growth. And so I think that just because you might have different views on something, it doesn't mean that the other person is automatically attacking you or they don't have believe in your approach or don't value your point of view. It just means that you disagree and it's okay to accept that. And so sometimes it's helpful for couples to say that there are certain topics that are going to be off limits, maybe for a temporary period of time because they know that it constantly leads to more intense arguments than what they want to have and they're realizing that's not really helpful and kind of going keeping them going in circles a lot so maybe that's something to consider if you feel like you keep having these discussions and there's no real resolution or solution that's beneficial you might want to put some topics off limits for a period of time so that you guys can sort things out and figure out what you need to do or take a break right I talk about this a lot when you get to that 100 beats per minute zone in the middle of a conflict discussion, take the break. That's called diffuse psychological arousal. And that is the point where our bodies, our brains kick into fight or flight mode. So we fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn, but I won't get into that now. But it means that it's the point in the conversation where one of you is checking out or blowing up. And at that point, you need to take the break. There's no point in beating the dead horse, so to speak, and pushing the conversation, it won't get resolved. So take the break, agree on the amount of time for the break, and agree on a time to get back together and discuss the conversation. And here's the key. While you're taking that break, make sure that you're doing something that is calming and not related to whatever the topic was. So I don't want you to take that break and then be thinking about all the things you're going to say when you guys come back together to resolve the issue, to boost your argument. That's only going to keep your heart rate up. So you really need to go do something completely off topic and uh, that's something that's going to help you completely disconnect and re-engage and lower that heart rate. So those are really important. And another thing, I want to give a sense of hope. You can still support each other. You can give each other emotional support in the midst of these changes. So you might be worried or panicked, like, can our relationship really last this? Is this a good thing? What should we do? You can still be there for each other in those times, letting your beloved know that they're important to you, that you care about the relationship giving um, respect in your day-to-day conversations and just thoughtful words, gestures. And so you can say those things, say, yes, this is hard, I'm struggling, but I want you to know that I care about you and I want this relationship to work. I'm here and I'm willing to support you. And sometimes a simple sentence like that can really put a lot of animosity and tension at bay and just really help somebody feel a lot more connected and close. So Um, even though there's tension and conflict, that can be a great opportunity to support each other and be together as a team. So here's where the team part comes in. Now we're getting into how you discuss the changes. We sort of led up to ways to handle it on your own part, but now what about the two of you? When you come together and discuss these changes, there's a few things that are really important to pay attention to. 
you want to make sure there's time for each of you to speak, to take turns as speaker and listener. So if you got to be really strict with it and use a timer so that you're not cutting each other off, you know, giving each other one or two minutes to say your piece and then switch, do what you got to do, but making sure there's room for each of you to have the floor and communicate clearly about what you want. And when you're doing this, making sure that you're using something like an I statement to com- to convey your feelings. So an I statement would say sound something like, I feel nervous, I feel anxious about you starting this night job, I feel like we're going to see less of each other, Um, but at the same time I'm proud of you because this is a new opportunity and this is something you really wanted to pursue. So using I statements is very helpful to connect with the emotion as opposed to blaming. Right? We don't want to get into, oh my gosh, how could you make this decision to work at night? Don't you know this is horrible for our family? You're not, you never think about us, right? That sounds a lot of use and some blaming and it won't be productive to the conversation. So listening and then as you're listening to your beloved share their I statements, when you're in the listener role, trying to validate what you hear them say. And validation does not mean you agree with them. It doesn't mean that they're right but it just means that you're offering, you're, you're kind of putting yourself in their shoes for a bit and you're also showing that you really were paying attention and thinking of the discussion as a way to connect more than your two sides of the argument can really help smooth things over. So validation sounds something like, you know, yeah, I can see from your point of view how that would be a little stressful, you know, because I'm, I'm, I would be worried about that too, about how much time we would spend together, or I do worry about that, you know, because of this night job. So kind of giving a little bit of a consention in a sense that, uh, you know, yeah, this, I can, I can see how that's a valid perspective, you know, before you get into, you know, your point of view can really help soften the conversation quite a bit. Now, if this is really tough for you guys, if you're going through these things and you're discussing them and you feel like you just keep hitting a wall over and over, it's not productive, feelings keep getting hurt, you feel unheard, misunderstood, not sure what to do, you feel like you've tried so many things and it's not working, see a therapist. It will just help so much to have that objective third party, the person who's trained to assess relationship dynamics to get in there with you guys and mitigate and really help you find solutions. Because that's the whole point of this is to help you as a couple find a way to move forward and not let this be a roadblock or barrier between you. We want to get that barrier out of the middle of your relationship so that you can be connected and close again. We want to keep that space between you as uh, close of a space as possible and not filling the middle with all of these distractions, you know, that change can bring. So a therapist can really help with that. And in a particular way, if we're thinking about change as far as a sudden change, so change in someone's personality, drastic changes in mood or temperament, or even behavior. If the changes are a result of a serious problem with either alcohol or sex or mental illness, we definitely want to be getting into a therapist because any of those signs that you're noticing, maybe all of a sudden somebody's coming home from late from work and you know, you might be worried or wondering about an affair These could also be indications of a mental disorder, especially if it's a really sudden change that feels very out of the blue. We want to make sure we're seeing a therapist uh, just in case there could be something more going on there than 
you know, the regular everyday life changes that happen to us. And the last point I'll make today is prioritizing your relationship, especially during those really difficult moments of change. So the more that you guys can turn towards each other and make sure that you're doing all of those awesome things that we always talk about, date nights, maybe finding a new hobby that you can share in together, some activity that you can engage in, being more affectionate with your words, physically, what whatnot. Those can be little um, oxytocin boosts throughout the day, throughout the weeks and, and the months while you're going through adapting to this change and still trying to figure out, you know, how to solve those issues that come up or the growing pains in the midst of that transition and adjustment to change. Prioritizing the relationship can really um, help that transition go a lot more smoothly for you because you guys are going to be making it a priority to be more connected and close as opposed to, again, letting the change and the adjustment to that change drive you apart and get in the middle. So it's a nice counteractive move to help make sure that things don't get out of hand in your relationship. So have no fear change is inevitable it's totally normal but there are a lot of things you can do to adapt and adjust and grow as a couple and I'm totally confident that if you follow these things you guys are going to come out of this situation on the other side uh, more improved stronger and these are kind of the the scars of life that make us into more mature wiser people and kind of give you some bragging rights about you'll have an opportunity to brag about what you've been through as a couple and what you've been able to overcome and so i just kind of look forward to the idea of you getting to share with younger couples couples who haven't been together as many years as you have one day being able to share about this story and how you guys overcame together and faced it head on as a team and overcame those scary changes together so don't lose hope i know you can do it and uh i'll see you guys next time